0: This is a Squiz podcast, where your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Simone Cusiaris. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 31st of May. In your Squiz today, talking about our vaccine rollout, Prime Minister Scott Morrison heads over the ditch, Sri Lanka's environmental disaster, and it's busy in space. This is your Squiz today. To Victoria 1st Clare, where over the weekend 10 more locally acquired coronavirus cases were added to the outbreak in Melbourne, taking the total to 40. What's concerning those in the know is one mystery case which hasn't been linked to other cases.
1: Yeah, that's right. And it's concerning also because it's an aged care worker. Her infection has put the R-Care facility in Melbourne's northwest into lockdown. Uh, Of course, you can understand given what happened last year with the coronavirus in aged care homes. There's lots of jangled nerves around that. Yeah, and with a cluster growing, Claire, the spotlight was again over the weekend on vaccination rates. Yeah, again, understandable just simply because of the part of the cycle where in. Last week, there was quite a bit of attention on vaccination rates in the wake of that outbreak. And of course, now that we're looking at uh, the possibility of an outbreak in an aged care home, uh, it really did ramp up over yesterday. Deputy Prime Minister Michael McCormack said yesterday morning that the vaccination program is not a race. He said that it has to be systematic because the government can't have everyone going in and getting vaccinated at the same time. That wasn't particularly well received by Victoria's acting Premier James Molino. He said that he would like the program to go faster, but the Commonwealth government hasn't been able to guarantee supply of vaccines. And we've talked quite a bit in the past about why that's the case, particularly with vaccines coming from Europe being held up. So it's a bit of a stalemate and lots of argy-bargy about that vaccination program that's going to be ongoing.
0: Yeah. And there's also been some criticism around the Morrison government's refusal to provide financial support to cover workers and businesses affected by the lockdown. Prime Minister Scott Morrison said Queensland and Western Australia have not requested support for their SNAP lockdowns. To New Zealand Now, where Prime Minister Scott Morrison has met with Kiwi leader Jacinda Ardern in their first talks in person since the start of the pandemic. Top of the agenda, Claire, is the issue that seems to lead most international meetings among leaders these days, and that's relations with China. Yeah, no prizes
1: for guessing that <laughs> it's China. And what they need to discuss is our different approaches to dealing with issues with China. In recent times, New Zealand has taken a more conciliatory approach. About 30% of their exports go to China, and they've taken a, a different line to Australia that really has pushed back a lot more strongly What we heard late yesterday, though, is that New Zealand will join us in our fight against China on barley exports, so it looks like they might be uh, having a bit more of our back as we go forward into the coming months.
0: Yeah, formal talks start this morning, so there'll be more to come on this one. We've spoken a little bit about the political instability in Israel on the podcast. A quick recap, in March, Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu fell short of a majority in the general election. It was the country's fourth inconclusive vote in two years. Now, Claire, his time as the country's longest-serving Prime Minister could be up.
1: Yeah, Israel's elections are geared so that no one party can usually get a majority of votes, but what they need to do is form coalition governments. And Netanyahu wasn't able to do that after that March election. Uh, What the president there said was that it was up to the party that came second, Yesh Atid, to try and have a go at forming a government. They've got until Wednesday to do that. And what's happened overnight is that it looks like a national unity government could be formed. That would see parties from the ultra-right, right right through to the left, as well as a good part of the centre coming together to form government. That would kick Netanyahu out. Those parties are all joined in their desire to see him turfed out. So it'll be a frantic couple of days in Israel. Yeah, and in
0: a bit of a last-minute effort, over the weekend, Netanyahu made an offer to split the leadership three ways. It was rejected, but the Prime Minister yesterday said the offer was still on the table. A Singaporean container ship has been burning off the coast of Colombo in Sri Lanka for almost two weeks, but it's only just starting to draw attention, Claire,
1: and that's because it's spilling plastic debris into the ocean. And really shocking scenes to see these microplastics, they are tiny little plastic pellets washing up on the beaches there. The local defence force has been called in. Apparently thousands of personnel have been working to scoop up the tiny little pellets with diggers. Uh, One said that there's no end in sight, that they seem to just remove the plastic and then more waves bring it in overnight. It's thought to be one of the worst environmental disasters in that part of the world.
0: Yeah, the fire was brought under control on Friday and firefighters are now focusing on keeping the engine room cool to prevent an oil spill. Whenever an Aussie does well on the international stage, we like to acknowledge it. And the latest nod goes to Dr. Robert Floyd, who began his career as a biological scientist. Now, Claire, he has a big new job.
1: He really does have a big new job. He's been elected executive secretary of the Comprehensive Nuclear Test Ban Treaty Organisation, which sounds <laughs> big title. very, very, <laughs> it sounds impressive. It's a United Nations body and it's charged with policing the world's nuclear ambitions. So no small job. Uh, There's some nations who aren't signed up to the treaty that tend to cause uh, organisations like his problems. That's the US, China, North Korea, India, Pakistan, Iran, Israel and Egypt. So he's got a big job to do. Yeah, sounds like he's got his work cut out for him.
0: Regular listeners of the pod will know we keep close eyes on what's going on in space. Over the weekend, Claire, China passed a new
1: milestone. Yeah, they did. They've successfully docked a cargo spacecraft with a a module that they sent up a few months ago that will form the core of a space station. Uh, China isn't part of the International Space Station. That's backed by the United States, Russia and Japan. Uh, They need to send 11 more missions up there to dock with that module uh, to make it a fit out. And they intend on sending astronauts up there for a three month stay in the coming months.
0: Yeah, things are getting pretty crowded up there. We've put out a squish shortcut on what's happening in space of late, who the new players are in the game and what the deal is with Mars. I popped a link to that in your episode notes. And speaking of milestones, Claire, today is the anniversary of Usain Bolt breaking the world record in the 100 metre sprint. He did that in nine. 0.72 seconds in 2008 and he still holds the record in 2009 he ran it at
1: 9.58 seconds oh there you go he was pretty quick in his day wasn't he <laughs> that's one way to put it <laughs> <laughs> olympic games coming up fingers crossed you might see someone beat that we'll wait and see uh it's a public holiday in canberra it's reconciliation day there so if you've got any colleagues that you're trying to contact who work in canberra they won't be answering their phones or their emails at least they shouldn't be anyway <laughs> (laughs) No public holiday for us, Claire. We'll be back tomorrow.